stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I've been trying to, to figure this out today. Whether the liberals are trying to set a political trap for the conservatives on the issue of guns or whether there's a, a real void here that needs to be addressed. So the federal liberals today are tabling new legislation uh, dealing with firearms and more specifically record keeping around firearms. So this may all be very mundane kind of housekeeping. I'm not really sure how much of an impact this is going to have on gun owners. But I think gun owners are understandably nervous uh, about what the federal liberals might be considering. And again, as I say, is this an attempt for the liberals to to table something to say, look, we're trying to strengthen Canada's gun laws and, and set it up so the conservatives can look as though they're against common sense gun regulations. So the story today, gun retailers would be required to keep records of firearms inventory and sales for at least 20 years under government legislation introduced today. It's meant to assist police in investigating gun trafficking and other crimes. Would also require purchasers of rifles and shotguns to pre- present a valid license. In addition to that, the bill would expand the scope of background checks on those who want to acquire a gun. Instead of just the five years immediately preceding a license application, personal history questions would cover a person's entire lifetime. So why is this needed? Well, according to uh, Public Safety Minister Ralph Goodale, there's been a 30% jump in the number of crimes involving guns in recent years. As gun homicides are up and cases of intimate partner and gender-based violence involving firearms are up as well. Gang-related homicides, a majority involving guns, are up by two-thirds. And here's a key figure. Since 2013, break-and-enter crimes for the purpose of stealing guns are up by 56%. These are realities we have to face. Well, it's interesting because, you know, when the conservatives were in power and they were talking about getting tough on crime, the liberals were the ones saying, hang on, guys, crimes are down. Crime rate is down. Homicide rate is down. All these things are down. Now the liberals are taking on the role of a fear monger a bit here, I think. All right, well, joining us to talk a bit more about what, if anything, this all means. Very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Rod Gutaka, who is president of Firearms Rights Canada. Rod, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. All right. What's your initial impression of this bill? Uh, my initial impression, and obviously we haven't had a chance to read it line by line yet because it's only been out for about three and a half hours. Um, but the initial impression is that the real problem of criminal use of firearms by unlicensed individuals is not impacted whatsoever by any part of this bill. And if that was the, uh, the intention, I think it falls short. Is this going to have any kind of direct impact on on gun owners, or how is it going to impact gun owners? Well, there's a couple of parts of the bill itself that are very worrisome. Well, you know what? Let me let me step back one minute. All of the measures that uh, that are contained within this bill affect licensed gun owners. All of them. And again, these are no one has ever proven that licensed gun owners. Uh, represent a disproportionate threat to public safety. But rather than prove that first and then come with the solution later, they always come to the same place, which is we want to further regulate the people that aren't doing the shootings. 
Well, yeah, I mean, do you, do you see much of a connection here when Ralph Goodale's uh, pointing to those, those statistics and what they're tabling today? Does, does the latter really address the former? Um, well, you know, it's, it, what he said was actually kind of interesting, right? He said that, that he's seeing a 50-some-odd percent increase in break-ins uh, with the purpose to steal firearms. To me, I would think that they would want to figure out how to stop people breaking into other people's homes first before we before they somehow lay that at the feet of law-abiding gun owners. And I think those comments themselves show that that disconnect with the reality of criminal use of firearms and that uh, that complete uh, disregard for some of the you know the most vetted and trustworthy Canadians, which are licensed gun owners. And as you mentioned, I mean, gun owners need to be licensed. So the, the provisions here dealing with uh, the purchase of rifles and shotguns, how, how, does, how does that change? Okay, well, the, uh, right now there's no requirement to verify the validity of a PAL when you do a private transfer and even a transfer uh, from a, a gun store, from, uh, from retail. And basically retail locations have been requiring people to show a PAL, even though they weren't obligated to do that before, just out of their own due diligence. And most retail locations keep some level of records, again, voluntarily or instructed so by the provincial CFO. And what this does is it, uh, it creates a, an actual legal requirement, a legal burden to, uh, to do these things. And of course, with that comes you know, criminal penalties if you don't. Right. Okay, well, and I'm trying to understand this as a non-gun owner, and I do think gun, gun rights should be respected, the rights of gun owners should be respected. If we, we expect gun owners to be licensed, is it, is it unreasonable that they have to demonstrate that they are licensed when they make a purchase? Um, no, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Um, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll get on side with you and say we could argue that verifying that someone's license is currently valid is not unreasonable. Right. I think we could argue that a whole list of things aren't unreasonable. But at the end of the day, if the government says they're trying to solve a problem, and that's gangs, you know, uh, having you know, gun battles with handguns in downtown Toronto, they've still done nothing, absolutely nothing, to stop that. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's what it's going to come down to. If they're claiming that they're trying to solve a problem, what are you doing to specifically address that problem? If they claim the problem is people are demonstrating that they have licenses, well, okay, that would be different. But that's not what Ralph Goodell was talking about today. Well, that's the thing, and that's, that's the path to us having a reasonable, mature discussion about this topic. And, and that discussion has been very difficult to have for a long time in this country. I, I, I don't think we've actually ever had it. So right. uh, we have to start somewhere. There's another aspect to this bill I think maybe deserves some attention because this was an issue in recent years where you had the RCMP kind of arbitrarily reclassify firearms and caught a lot of gun owners off guard. One day someone's the legal owner of, of a firearm, the next day it's now suddenly a restricted firearm. Nothing, nothing really otherwise has, has changed. Uh, the conservatives attempted to address that. It sounds as though the liberals through this bill want to give that power back to the RCMP. Is that your understanding? Okay, so this is very important, and this is actually the worst part of this bill. Um, currently, the RCMP are doing exactly what they want to do. They are classifying firearms and reclassifying them, including uh, classifying and reclassifying some devices. And the minister has the authority to say, yeah, go ahead, RCMP, do whatever you want, and I won't get involved. But what this bill does and what the liberals are trying to do is they're, they're legislating um, the oversight away from the RCMP, meaning the RCMP will still perform the same function, except they cannot be interfered with 
by, by, by the minister or any level of government in Canada, they will be completely and totally an autonomous in their ability to what essentially does add up to making laws. And then, of course, they're the ones enforcing the laws. So it, it actually is antithetical to how our democracy works in every way. So it is the most concerning part of that bill for me personally and for our organization. Right. And understandably so. I mean, look, if, if, if the government, if our elected officials believe that a certain firearm needs to be reclassified or needs to be restricted or needs to be banned outright, they should be the ones to come forward and make that case and bring forward legislation, right? Well, the, the RCMP are, are, are doing that, and they're doing it with oversight, which is a good thing. They are now not doing that. You know, I, I don't know why, if this legislation were to pass, I don't know that the RCMP have to make a case to anybody for any reason now. And, and unfortunately, they've made some bad calls in the past. And, right. you know, it's um, unfortunately with, um, with no oversight, uh, there'll be nothing any Canadian in the country can do about it. All right. So as you say, we're just getting this legislation today. There's going to be time to, to go through the specifics. Obviously, it's going to be debated. It's going to go through committee. Maybe there'll be some changes. And, and so you've got some, some very specific things you're going to be watching for here then. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, people can read more. The Canadian Coalition for Firearm Rights on the web at firearmrights.ca. Rod, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate this. Thanks for having me. Take care. Uh, that is Rod uh, Giltaka. He is president and CEO of uh, the Canadian Coalition for Firearm Rights. Firearmrights.ca is their website. And he makes an interesting point, right? You could go through and you could look at some of these individual proposals and say, well, okay, maybe that's not unreasonable. Gun retailers got to hold on to these records a little bit longer. Licensed gun owners need to, to show that license when they're making a purchase. Change some of these background checks. They'll go back a little bit farther than they do now. Well, or a lot farther in some cases. Okay, sure. Maybe on the whole, maybe that doesn't burden gun owners too much. But you I mean, you can't have it both ways. You can't argue that these are modest changes that don't really impact a lot of people. And also we're going to, uh, you know, disarm gangs and we're going to stop murders and it's going to have all of these, these wonderful impacts. Well, how? How is it going to do that? That's what I don't get. And again, so as you heard Ralph Goodale saying, this isn't about, you know, addressing some little shortcomings here and there in the legislation. I mean, they're talking about gun violence and gun murders that they're trying to address here. They have become more prevalent, especially since 2013. There were almost 2,500 criminal incidents involving firearms in Canada in 2016. That was up by 30% since 2013. Gun homicides are up by two thirds. All right, 974-8255. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got more time for your calls. We can talk a bit more about this legislation. A lot of people wanting to weigh in on Alberta's deficit and Alberta's debt, which, by the way, folks, is an accumulation of deficits. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.